hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, lots to talk about today, including the 10 best U.S. and Canadian cities to buy your first home. The list might surprise you. We'll also talk about some must-haves to sell to millennial home buyers. And selling your home, you want to avoid these mistakes. You'll never have any mistakes with the Golfie team. Remember, Golfie gets it sold. 905 575 700 is their phone number 905-575-7700 robgolfie.com the website again rob g-o-l-f-i.com find them on twitter and instagram the handle is at rob golfie like the rob golfie facebook page a host of great information uh, photos listings on that page and be sure to download the hamilton real estate show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast and if you have a question for the golfie team or have a topic idea you would like us to discuss on a future program you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. I also have some statistics from uh, Hamilton's Economic Development Department. They uh, released their annual report to uh, City Hall on Wednesday, and it shows some pretty interesting stuff, including restaurant growth in the city of Hamilton. But before we get to all of that, um, you guys came in like a ball of fire talking about these uh, photos and videos of rental properties and uh, landlords trying to get back at tenants who have done them some wrong. Um, and you were discussing a, a property, was it Niagara region? It was in the Niagara region and it, it had uh, two commercial units on the uh, main floor and uh, four uh, one-bedroom apartments on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I go ahead and uh, put it up for, uh, you know, to look at it and put it up for sale. And I'm on the second floor, and I'm looking at this uh, apartment. Right. So are you buying the whole building? Is is this uh, the deal? For sale. Okay. Yeah, for sale, the whole building. So the the key thing is we, uh, my suggestion, we had to get, the tenants out of there, okay. especially this one in this unit. Um, it was knee high in garbage, wow. like not not like furniture, just like stuff that just like papers, not like coffee tables with boxes. Knee high in garbage, <laughs> and uh, okay. so I would not even touch the door to open it. The guy opened it, and I looked in, and I'm like, "Was the door like could could he well, open the door? J- j- just probably like like enough, just to, <laughs> really? you have to squeeze through." Wow, and. Um, I would never. Uh, I, I I took a quick picture of the room just for like conversation uh, with friends and said, "Can you believe this?" <laughs> Get a little and, of this. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was knee high in garbage, and I would not walk in. I would not even touch the door because um, they, there there would be diseases. There'd be uh, oh, um, what do you call it? Uh, Mold, feces, rats, e- rats, uh, and uh, bed, yeah, bugs, bed bugs, everything. So. Um, I just made sure I, I didn't touch it, and uh, and I said I'm not I'm not going near this. Yeah. And uh, and, and and you know and that's the one thing, eh? Being a landlord, you got to keep an eye on your tenants because obviously this person didn't. They, he didn't. He was just too busy of a guy, and and you know collected the rent the odd time, and and but they got him evicted. 
But now they got to get a, a guy to go in there and shovel all this crap out, yeah. and uh, and that hurts the that hurts the value of the property. Mm-hmm. And but the funny thing is, um, when I uh, showed this property, um, there, there was a short time frame when it was on the market; it still had the garbage in. So I showed this property to um, a guy that was looking at it. And he brought his friend. Mm-hmm. His friend also was a landlord. And, uh, and his, but his friend didn't, uh, uh, he acknowledged after, you know, the guy that you guys just got out of here, he, he said, I had this tenant before and the same thing happened. (laughs) So this guy can, this guy can come in and destroy a house in less than a year, a less than a year. Now, if a guy's like, can you imagine if you have a relative that lives like that? Right. And, you know, so let's say. You know, he lives like that, and then he's got a brother. You know, he's got a nice house, clean. You know, it's a nice, uh, you know, residential neighborhood. Would you invite that guy to your house for Thanksgiving dinner? I don't think so. You don't know what he's bringing. No, he's bringing a lot of Apart from maybe some dessert. He doesn't even know what he's bringing. (laughs) He doesn't even know. I would not, like, like, think about it. So if you've, uh, people, if you have relatives (laughs) out there that have that, do not invite him yeah. over. Go to a restaurant. Yeah, go to a restaurant and 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 sit. Make sure the tables aren't connected, uh, because he is going to bring yeah. uh, he is going to bring uh, uh, things to your house that you're going to regret right. uh, having him over. I, I think there's obviously a mental block there from that individual because I don't think they see it as an issue. Otherwise, they would clean it up. Well, right? You would think they'd see it because if yeah. they go to their friends and family's house, I it's, mean, it's it, not like it's that. not like that. Yeah. Like, like, don't they see this is not normal? Yeah. Like, uh, are they are they too lazy just to go to the put a bag of garbage to the street? Yeah, I don't know. But um, but anyway, um, that that could happen. That's if you're not managing your. Uh, right. rental property, uh, that could happen. So, I mean, you have rental properties. Yes. Uh, do you make it a point of going there monthly, quarterly, once a year, twice a year? Um, you know... Y- J- just to check on things? Yeah, you, you check on it. You know when something's funny going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, those kind of people, they're, they don't pay their rent usually on time. They're always behind. Uh, so you can sniff them out pretty good. You can you can you can sniff them out pretty good. Yeah, and uh, it and starts with the vetting process. It's, it's you, right. you want to make sure that you you do the right you know find the right information to ensure that you don't have one of these people in your properties. Mm-hmm. Right. So you try to find out who their previous landlord was, and if they don't give you the previous landlord, then that's a red flag. It's a red flag. <laughs> absolutely. Say where did you come from? You yeah. know what I mean? Like like you, there's a blank there. <laughs> you know. Like he has to come from someplace, and yeah. especially, and especially if it shows that he's been lived at five different places in the last five years, that's not a good sign. Right, not a good sign. So, how much? And he showed me the picture off air just before the show. How much uh, would it cost to clean up a mess like that? Well, first you got to get somebody to clean it all out, and then obviously new flooring, kitchen, yeah. bathrooms, painting, painting, new, new dry. You basically you got to re- gut it. So a guy would have to go in there and probably spend on a, on a one small one bedroom apartment. He probably have to spend fifteen to twenty thousand right. dollars just to get it. Wow, you know, move in ready for another tenant. Yeah, and then to yeah. recoup all that money. I mean, you're talking oh, and, yeah. a few years, right? For sure, and, and he's lo- so so the, the owner of the building has lost money. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Wow. Well, yeah. Do you know what happened to that building? Somebody else is is yep. in there. Uh, it's still for sale. It is. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not surprising. But what about the uh, what about the the landlord that? Uh, yeah. So this started from from there's a story that came out um, happened in France mm-hmm. where where you know there's obviously a disagreement. Um, <laughs> yeah. The article stated that the the tenant didn't pay for 14 months when right. the landlord showed up. All his stuff was still there. Not not necessarily his stuff, but mostly just his junk. 
And uh, and what the landlord decided to do is they, they he found his next property or where he was moving to, and he got a dump truck, put everything in the dump truck, and dumped it right on right on this right on the property mm-hmm. that he was moving to. So he took all the junk from where he was staying originally. Well, he yeah. taking, brought it to his new. Well, let's just say he took all his belongings. All his belongings. Yes. yes. His yeah. belongings. Said, "Hey, you forgot this stuff. I'm bringing it back to you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but, and it's but, a dump it, truck full. Yeah, yeah. the dump oh, truck yeah. was full. It looked like it was um, like tables, desks, um, dr- like like a dresser, right. some some leftover clothes, <laughs> like like just just garbage, right? Yeah. And uh, dumped it right on his right on right on his next property. Wow, you know, it, I'll tell you, my very first property uh, that I purchased, I was twenty years old, um, and uh, I ended up with. A, a, I had to get a bin, and they left me all this garbage. Really? Yeah. And I was kind of, I was a little upset, right? I'm 20 years old. You know, you just, you know, you got enough money to get this thing going, and all of a sudden, you're thinking, okay, the only thing you have to do is start painting. Mm-hmm. But no, you have to spend a couple of days to start cleaning. <laughs> and uh, and and it was pretty sad. But back those days, I mean, I mean, realtors, I guess, and I wasn't a realtor at the time, and but I, realtors didn't put down, you know, a clean and broom swept you know, condition, right. uh, they, you know, they didn't think of that, but, uh, but I had a garage full of garbage. Like, I mean, from, you know, wall to wall, ceiling to floor and, and the house was filled and, you know, so what do I do? Like, you, you, you know, so now I just got to get rid of this stuff and it cost me probably back then about three, 400 bucks. <laughs> and th- so that's an extra three or $400 that I really didn't want to spend. I was right. hoping to use that for paint. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, no, and uh, so so it's you don't know, but it's always important. I'm going to tell you, always important to take a walk through the house the day before or even the morning of, right? Even the morning of. So um, so if you're buying a house, take a walk through, and then you pretty well know what condition, what what's going on, and then you can go to your lawyer before on closing. Say, hey, uh, Mr. Lawyer, uh, they've got all this stuff in there. And I, I believe that it's going to be left for me to clean up after them. So sometimes the lawyer will call the other lawyer that uh, and say, look, you got stuff in there. We're going to do a hold back because mm-hmm. it's going to cost this guy money to get rid of it. So what are you guys doing? And a lot of times you, you, you end up getting an extra couple thousand dollars on closing date to, to clean up the other guy's mess. Right. But yeah. you're forcing their hand, right? Well, yeah, but now they want the money of the house. They want their money. Right. So you kind of got them. But once you once you... Pass the the money over to the to the seller. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're you're now you're gonna have to sue them. Right. You know how long that takes. Yeah. That's, and that's so it's better. It's better to negotiate before and uh, and 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 then hold off and and just hold out. Hold mm-hmm. out. Lawyers don't like doing it because they want the deal done and uh, but they hate doing that kind of stuff. But. It, but but really, you got to take care. You got to look after yourself and yep. make sure you do that. Uh, we got a couple minutes in this segment. So back to this situation in France. So this this tenant uh, leaves his property, has not paid uh, you know rent for fourteen months, leaves all his stuff there. The landlord fills a dump truck full of his stuff, dumps it on his next property. So I, I would think his new landlord's not going to be too happy. Probably, and who knows? Like I think if somebody did that here. Uh, could they get charged for littering? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, and I'll, I'll tell you another story that happened. Uh, everybody, somebody that left all their household stuff. Yeah. But 
Um, yeah, like I don't know. Like uh, I, honestly, I don't know what the law of that, that is. would be interesting because you're returning their belongings. Yeah, that belongs to them. You're just making a statement. But you know what? Well, that's true. It's but I'm just thinking just legally. Taking, like yeah, you're just taking it personally. And yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, that, that's you know, going to the nth yeah, degree. It, it yeah. could go either way. And 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 the police do not want to get involved in landlord tenant uh, situations. Right. Oh yeah, that's the last don't. thing they want to do. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll get to that uh, one story that you have. Also, some uh, interesting statistics from uh, Hamilton's Economic Development Department uh, releasing their annual report to city councillors on Wednesday and we'll also talk about uh, some of the must-haves to sell to millennial home buyers that and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. And download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, the 10 best U.S. and Canadian cities to buy your first home. And some of the must-haves to sell to millennial home buyers. We'll also talk about, uh, talk about uh, if you are selling your home, some of the mistakes you should avoid. Uh, another story or two that you have regarding Yeah, uh, there was, there was a, a property that I bought, and it was on Highland Road in Stony Creek Mountain, and uh, and I and I bought it from the bank. And what happened was, and I, I, they still have the right to redeem, even up till I think up to closing. And uh, they try to get a hold of these people. Uh, no answer. Letters, phone calls, knock on the door. Uh, basically, they abandoned this house. Really, they abandoned the house. And uh, so um, I bought the house. Right, I basically bought it from the bank because they didn't pay the mortgage for who knows how long, hmm. and uh, so I'm walking into this house. It was like somebody just left and did not pack anything. Wow! So, so li- literally, um, I mean, the stuff wasn't like great stuff. There was some good stuff, some bad stuff, and uh, so, so as soon as I take possession, next day I get a dumpster there and just start on. Uh, t- bringing stuff out. And I mm-hmm. think, Philip, were you there? For I was that? there. I remember this. Yeah. So what happened was all of a sudden, now this person that could not be found nowhere for months and right. months, yeah. uh, all of a sudden comes out of nowhere. So we got this bin half filled and they say- As you're filling the bin? As we're filling the bin. And and <laughs> and she's going, this is my stuff. And I says, well, like they've been trying to get a hold of you. Like why all of a sudden, like how did you know we were here? Yeah. The neighbor. The neighbor called her- and uh, said, "Listen, your house is getting empty." And uh, <laughs> and uh, so wow. so we just said, "Listen, here, take it." Like we, I gotta get I gotta get this stuff out. Yeah, of here. just get it out of here. So I just you know. But anyway, it so was, she ended up taking stuff. Well, whatever yeah. she can, but yeah. she didn't even. Have, she had to find somebody, scramble, and this and that. She had no idea. 
She showed up. Like, like it no, was, she did. She, she had. Yeah. She knew. She was just ignoring, ignoring. You know, some people right. just don't. So she lived there alone. I as far know. as you know, no, we don't. Know. We don't know. So she's one of those people that got notices, mm-hmm. but ignored them. Right. So she thought, oh, they're, they're, you know, just ignore them and, and th- thinking that go they're going to go away. It'll go away. So <laughs> That's how it works. It didn't it? go away. <laughs> it didn't go away. And uh, But yeah, it was a sad situation for her. Yeah. But I said, yeah, take what, like, take it. Like, I, I mean, I don't want it. Like, you yeah, know it's I mean? just going to go in the garbage, right? But, uh, but anyway, it was, it was sad. It was a sad day. Uh, and, but it was, but it, it was a day that she probably... I don't know, deserved it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, say, hey, look. Should have seen it coming. You, sure. Yeah. If you don't take care and, and answer your mail, yeah. this is what's going to happen. She had, she had like two months to get rid of that stuff. Right. She had two months, but she didn't. Wow. Yeah. And it, yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. I, and I've got a lot of, la- uh, like, and th- that's, that's a situation of somebody leaving stuff behind. But also, like, I've had a lot of landlord, uh, landlord uh, issues, landlord tenant issues. I remember one time I had one um, tenant ignoring me. Completely, I'm knocking on the door. Nobody's answering the door. <laughs> and as I'm driving away, I see a pizza guy uh, uh, behind me stopped right in front of the house that I own. <laughs> and he delivered a pizza to that house. <laughs> and I go, how did these guys know not to answer my door, yeah. answer my knock, but they answered the pizza guy's knock. So <laughs> I stopped. Maybe they the, smelled the pizza. I, st- I backed up. I stopped. Did you deliver a pizza to that house there? He goes, yeah. I, and I just like, oh boy, you know, it was, you know what, that, those are something, it was me picking probably a bad tenant. I shouldn't right. have picked that tenant. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. So how long, how much longer did they last? You know what? Uh, not very long because I, I, I right away go into, like, go into the landlord tenant app, uh, get the forms done right, right away. People that, uh, if, if people have tenants that haven't paid for a year or 14 months, they didn't react quick. You can react right away, even after four days of them, three days if they haven't paid. You send them a form. If they get three forms and uh, uh, within a, a year, you have the right to evict them. Mm-hmm. So, But th- there's ways, but I don't know how people get away with uh, a, yeah, a year. Yeah, not paying rent for months. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. no. You hear you, all those stories where people haven't paid for nine months, eight yeah. months. It, yeah. It's like that, the, the, rules are, the rules are there to protect you just as much as they're there to yeah, protect right. them. Yeah. yeah. You can go about it and... and, and and get rid of them. Yeah. So there's there. so, but those landlords probably have let them go by, or or and, and the tenant was probably a good talker and said, hey, you know, I, I lost my job. I'm gonna look for it, right. but once I get a job, you know, it, it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. If they're late, give them a form. Just and, and when when you get a tenant, you give them a form saying, hey, you were late on your rent. This is just to let you know that you're late. Mm-hmm. If you get if you get two more of those, so you got a total of three, you have the right to evict them within sixty days. Right. Yeah. So, and and then if they don't have the rent paid, once you give them that form, I think it's within fifteen to eighteen days. That then you have the right to, to evict them within sixty days, hmm. even the first time. Even the late. first time, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so like like Philip said, uh, the the laws there to protect both parties, and uh, but I don't know how people let pe- people get get away with not paying for a year, or fourteen months. Have you, Philip, thought about getting into the rental game? He is. Oh, you're on <laughs> the rental getting game. into it. I'm, uh, I'm almost in it. I'm almost in it. Okay. Well, uh, what, what do you mean by almost? Well, I, I just bought a property closing okay. April 2nd, I think. So you got to do a little bit of work to it. Then right. I'll be ready. Nice. Ready for but, it. But, Dan- but Daniel, uh, uh, my other son, he's actually pretty good at picking tenants. You should get Daniel. He, he is good. Really? He yeah. is like, he, he is 100%. He, like, uh, he, he does like a uh, an investigation Facebook <laughs> <laughs> Facebook account. Oh, really? Uh, he's, he's right Yeah, into Instagram account. Yeah. He has the whole social media He's like a private thing. investigator. Yeah. He, uh, he, he goes up to their car to see how clean they keep their car, the inside <laughs> wow. of their car. He'll, he'll, he checks to see if they smoke yeah, and all that. He does everything. He, he's, like I'm telling you, he is like a 100%. Shark. 
hundred percent. Really, but, like, but people love it. People like like every every time he sets somebody up with a tenant, they're always really satisfied. They, they call him back mm. and say thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, yeah. Nice. great tenant. And so, it's, it, sometimes it takes a little bit longer, right? But um, you know, oftentimes or you know, just get somebody in it, get somebody in it. You know, just just fill it up. But it's not the it's, right. It's good. It's, it's not good the right strategy. You want to wait. You know what I mean? If it takes you two, three, four months to right. find somebody. Make sure you know you get the price you want, and, yeah. and away you go. Yeah, but, you don't want, you don't want the hassles. No. You want people to pay on time. Yeah, you want yeah. a good tenant. Oh yeah, no, Daniel's good. He does the credit check. He he he, he literally he does a full investigation. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good. I, like I've got a property coming up that I'm purchasing. I'm having him uh, find me the tenant for that one because nice. I know if so I. So does he get a finder's fee? Yo, oh, yeah, I'll pay him a little bit for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Nothing nothing gets unpaid here. Yeah. These guys, these young guys today, they oh, they want to get snappers. paid for everything. Yeah, oh, I tell you that. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about millennials in a uh, in a couple of minutes, but. Uh, uh, the Hamilton Economic Development, Depart- Development Department uh, released its annual report to uh, city councilors back on Wednesday. A couple of uh, interesting statistics. Uh, Hamilton's office vacancy rate is 12.7%, uh, well off a goal of 7% by 2020. So they have you know some work to do in that regard. Uh, 939 businesses have started operating in Hamilton since 2015. So, you know, the city's attracting a lot right. of, uh, you know, new businesses to town. Uh, according to Chef Hero, Hamilton was North America's fastest growing restaurant city in 2018. We've seen a lot of new restaurants come to town. Um, so that's very interesting. I mean, we're talking about North America's fastest growing yeah. restaurant city. So we're talking about, you know, New York and L.A., Chicago, all the big, you know, American right, cities. Right. Uh, BMO Capital Markets ranked Hamilton as the third best Canadian city to find a job last year. So not only are we bringing people and bringing businesses, but they're hiring uh, Hamiltonians. Hamilton International Airport was the country's largest cargo airport. I think we've known that for a while now. And Hamilton's port was the busiest on the Canadian side of the Great Lakes. So there's a lot of great things happening in there, the city. There is, there is. I was at uh, at an event, uh, I think it's called, is it Uno Mas? Yeah. Uno, Uno Mas. So there was a couple of uh, people from Oakville that were there. Okay. And they said that Oakville doesn't really have any place to go. Like, you know, they got restaurants, but not like trendy and, right. uh, you know, they're more like the franchises. And- yeah. But uh, they say they go to Hamilton. They love it. They, they, so people in Oakville, they're, they, they have two, cho- they got choices to go to Mississauga. Right. Uh, or, or Toronto, even Toronto. Or in, yeah. But they're coming to Hamilton. And, uh, and they were saying that Hamilton's got a lot of great choices mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, you know, to go to. And and that, that event that I went to, uh, Uno Mas, have you ever been there? No. It's a great place on uh, James Street, right across from... Uh, it's right below Mezcal. Mezcal? Oh, okay. yeah. Right, right downstairs. It's, it's, oh, it's, right. Such, it, it's, a, it's a nice atmosphere. It's downstairs. Yeah. And the only thing that's missing, you know, you know, you see the, the it, all it needs is jazz music, <laughs> smoky cigarette, you know, in yeah, there. You know, cig- we're back in the sixties. Like, yeah, back <laughs> in the sixties. But it gives you that feel. Right. They've yeah, got a really great atmosphere there. Yeah. I, I definitely would go back. And the there. food's obviously good. The food, uh, you know, we had uh, like appetizers oh, and stuff. Okay. It's not. I don't think it's a place that you have. Uh, no, you can go there and eat. Can you go yeah, there and yeah, have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was. I, I was very impressed. I love the atmosphere, and I definitely want to go back when they have. Uh, they have like uh, I think DJs or little bands that oh, go cool. in there. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, a lot of great uh, restaurants in town. My brother, who works uh, in Burlington slash Hamilton, uh, always comes into the city to have lunch or you know a, yeah. a quick dinner and says, "Yeah, Hamilton's got the best restaurants. Oh, yeah. There's so much variety and." And the prices are great, and the atmosphere is awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's a win-win. Um, selling your home, you want to avoid these mistakes. There are how many mistakes on this list? Twelve. I'm <laughs> sure there's a lot more that uh, you know homeowners can make. 
but let's go through this list here. Uh, mistake number one, and you probably see this time and time and time again, getting emotionally involved. Once you decide to sell your home, that home seller gets a little too attached to their house. Yes, and and don't, if you and and it, it gets very emotionally involved when you sell your own home because right. it. Do, I'll tell you, it does cost you because. Um, I should have had uh, uh, one of my sons uh, negotiate for me, but I was kind of like you tell the story all the time. Selling yeah, your own yeah. Home, right? So it co- it cost me it cost me money trying to sell my own house, and uh, because you get kind of you get emotionally about it, you get you know if it's an insult or or you think you're you know you know it just it's not good right because uh, you have a number in mind you have a and, number in mind yeah. and it's always good to have a meteor so, somebody in between that can uh, negotiate on your behalf but but yeah uh, a lot of people do you know they you know they they raise their family there mm-hmm. and uh and sometimes what happens is when people get emotionally involved they go in they did all these renovations like 25 years ago and they still think it's brand new right <laughs> 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 so and they'll tell me they say I yeah, put this fully co- updated yeah, yeah. Up, I updated this house it's got a new kitchen I go but what year right <laughs> I go, it looks like the Euro kitchen from the eighties you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> but so so the homeowner is overvaluing yes what they put into the home and what the home is worth it is yeah so and 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 then you kind of have to bring them to a realistic and reality and you show them other homes and yeah. and then you know you show them homes with granite countertops he goes people don't want granite countertops that's <laughs> you know so it's hard to talk to somebody like yeah. that sometimes but obviously but, the older generation is much more difficult in that regard um not, no not, not necessarily, necessarily. It, you know what i'm just thinking because they've been in the home a lot longer yeah you know what you're you're right you're right it is because uh because they don't feel their house is dated hmm. and so my 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 parents house um so i guess it's over 20 years ago so i i'm trying to think uh um so let, let, uh, 25, it's actually 25 years 25 ago. Years? Now I go into my parents' house and my dad, parents updated the whole, pretty well, the whole main floor uh, w- when he retired. So I, lo- I go there and I look, I go, look, this looks, uh, and to me as a son, I think it's, it's, it's still d- updated. Mm-hmm. I still think it's updated. So me as a son, right. I'm thinking, yeah, this is updated. So I would be a bad person to sell my parents' right. house. <laughs> because you've seen what it was before. But, yes. And, yeah. and I'm thinking it's updated. You know, they got a nice uh, kitchen cabinets there that uh, were custom done, and, mm-hmm. and they're wood, you know, they're wood maple. So it could, like, and I've been, I grew up there, so it could be dated, right? But it's dated, it's but, dated. <laughs> so, okay, so the grandson is saying it's, it's dated. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So get the emotion out of the uh, get the, out the emotion equation. out. Uh, number two, uh, another mistake that you should avoid: not hiring an agent. That comes to the emotional part where I... Uh, I want to save some money. I don't want to yeah, hire an agent. Yeah. I can do it myself. Yeah. Well, right. not only that, I was an agent and I tried to sell my own... I sold my own house, right. but it cost me a negotiate. Not a negotiation, but I just kind of... You get emotional about it. That's a big part. Uh, it's always good to hire somebody uh, because they can actually push... If you're selling your house, they, you can, they can actually push the price up. Mm-hmm. But also, you'll get more activity than trying to sell it on your own. And, and it's easier to be the middle... Have a middle person to deal with it, so so that one person is not insulting the other face to face. Number three, and, and this one kind of goes hand in hand, although it's the exact opposite. Assuming that you must hire an agent, some people do sell homes themselves, but obviously there's a lot of work that goes into it: research, uh, marketing. You'll have to handle everything, paperwork, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And really, at the end of the day, it's not worth it. We found it isn't. We found we have stats actually that shows that um, if you uh, hire an agent. And then and then sell it on your own. Um, it shows that, and we've got the stats that shows what the average 
selling list to sell ratio mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. uh selling privately versus uh with an with agent, an agent yeah. actually with an agent it showed that you netted more money in your pocket uh your outcome was better than it was uh at going privately and and, and and stats don't lie right so yeah. we, we've got those numbers uh mistake number four is setting an unrealistic price we've talked about this time and time again if you set a price that's not yeah, we're, we're in a market right now that's so price sensitive. That yeah, this is probably the the most important thing is is pricing your house and right. and not pricing it right can cost you. Um, and, and pricing pricing bang on or pricing at an attractive price can can make you a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. definitely, prices is, is one of the the most important ones for sure. Mistake number five: expecting to get your asking price. So maybe you've made a mistake on your price, or you know it is priced right, but you're unwilling to, you know, move off that number. That could cost you obviously a lot of money. Yeah, if, if you price it right, you'll get you'll get the full asking price or more. Um, so I I was on uh, an evaluation uh, um, last weekend, and um, so there's a situation with the two brothers that are selling this property, and uh, and the one guy we did a presentation and everything, and the one guy the one brother says uh, so I said what uh, what how are you going to make your choice of selecting an agent who whoever gives us the highest price hmm. and I'm like. <laughs> okay, and I said a million dollars. I go, <laughs> I, 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 I should win. But I, I said, you're not going to even think about all the experience right. and the negotiations we can do and the trust and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But the other brother was more on board of what we were offering. But the one other brother, you could tell he's the one that doesn't want to sell. Mm. And uh, so there's a little bit of a situation there. But uh, but yeah, you got to be careful on uh, on you know what price you put it at, yeah, and, and there's agents that'll go high and then beat you up on the on the price after it's listed because right. they got you under contract yep. now. You got no choice. Uh, mistake number six: selling in winter when you have the option not to. So you can wait a few months, but people might feel pressure, I guess, to sell in the winter. Yeah, it talks about around the holidays, and uh, we, we see when people around the holidays they definitely shut down and, and don't put their house up for sale. But we we still see you know. What we had our December, best, we had our, our best December ever, ever, yeah. yeah so. so people are people are always looking for houses. People are always out there buying. Less homes are for sale. So if you if your house is up for sale, guess what? There's there's less competition to compete against the neighbor's house down the street. Yeah. Um, and more people are together talking about different listings in the neighborhood. So yeah. When we come back, more uh, mistakes that uh, you'll want to avoid. Uh, remember, Golfie gets it sold. Go online to robgolfie.com or call them anytime at 905-575-7700. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Rick Samprin. Also in studio today, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpments, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for 
the Golfie team. You can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Before the break, we were talking about um, selling your home. These are some of the mistakes you'll want to avoid. Number one, getting emotionally involved, not hiring an agent, assuming you must hire an agent, setting an unrealistic price, expecting to get your asking price, and selling in winter when you have the option not to. Number seven on this list is skimping on the listing photos. Yeah. These are huge. Yeah, Yeah. definitely a no-no. Especially in today's day and age of technology. Yeah, you know what? It's what separates you from, you know, and being able to stand out online. I always explain to people that they're, just because somebody doesn't walk through your listing or just because somebody doesn't walk through your house doesn't mean they haven't seen it, right? A lot of people do do their, you know, they'll go online and and you want to make sure that you entice them to come in for for a showing. And how you entice them is, is... you know, a really good write-up, really good listing photos, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to get people in through your house. It's the first connection point, right? They're going to yeah. see it on MLS. They're going to see it online. They'll see it on the Rob Golfie Facebook mm-hmm. page, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's pay- paying attention to those. I know, you know, we pay a lot of attention to, to the listing photos, even going through, you know, edits and lighting and right. and making sure that the little details are taken care of throughout the, throughout the listing photos. And it's even so- something as little as not putting up a photo that wouldn't help your property. For example, if you know, we never post photos of our of, of our of our powder rooms, the small two piece bathrooms. Mm. There's no way to to really show what that bathroom's gonna look like in a photo just because of the awkward angle right. and, so and the spots. small space. So we won't put those up within our listing photos. Mm. And it's just a little trick that we do that that there's nothing good that's gonna come out of a picture of a toilet when you can only see the toilet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Wow, and look so, at that toilet. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. and so it's like little things like that that we do not include those those photos. But obviously if it's a Ritz Carlton style bathroom, the ensuite, sure. you know, we put those Different in, right? Story, yeah. But we will not put up a photo that's gonna hurt hurt the overall listing. Uh, mistake number eight, and this is kind of getting into the nitty gritty and maybe people won't even think about this, is not being properly insured. Um ins- uh like you mean, like in terms of homeowners insurance, there's a lot of people. Uh, they should they should check uh, if they're properly insured, especially in the market that we have been in the last five years. Um, they probably went to their insurance company five years ago, seven, ten years ago, yep. insured the property, and, and that's now it's it. worth so much mm-hmm. more. It's right? worth so much more. If they if their house burns down, they're only insured to what what that thing is. Right, and it and really it it's it's an obligation to their insurance agent to update and say listen you know when we insured your house you bought it for you know 350,000 right. now it's worth 700,000 they should have you know close to a million dollars worth of insurance yeah. in case the house burns down or anything so that they're covered mm-hmm. and i i know someone that uh did get an insurance uh on a property and it did burn down wow. and they were underinsured now the insurance company, the the brokerage, they're going, they're getting sued because of the fact that they were underinsured, and oh. the broker should have updated them. Scary. Uh, number nine, trying to hide significant problems. Have you guys seen this before? Um, yes, and uh, they're going to come out, and if they, if if it can be proven, they can get in a lot of trouble. Mm. Uh, the so these seller. would be your leaky basements. Yeah. Or? So one one time, one guy put a, a a wall up in the basement, and the wall was kind of caving in, like the from the the blocks. Right. And they uh, they put a wall up, and uh, they found out after that that wall was put in specifically to hide that that the basement wall was caving in. Yeesh. And uh, and and the funny thing is, the uh, the uh, their agent was the daughter. Oh and no! She, way. Yeah, so she got in trouble. Oh wow! She got in trouble, 
and the uh, homeowner, the father, got in trouble. And uh, errors and omissions did not cover them because this was something that they knew. They tried to cover it up, and they found out that they, uh, uh, they, they, you know, and they were trying to sell that. So, so in essence, don't cover it up. Expose it, yeah. and then uh, you will have no problems after closing. Otherwise, you will have bigger problems after closing if you try to hide something, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it'll it'll cost you definitely. Got about uh, ninety seconds. Uh, mistake number ten: not preparing your home for sale. So A, cleaning; B, staging. Yeah, this is the biggest one. One of the biggest ones I would say is is a lot of people are are in a rush, and there's no rush. It's you want to get everything right the first time. Um, and, and some people are, you know, let's list it and, you know, still, we'll still be fixing it up while, while we're on the market. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not the best strategy. I would say, you know, take your time, get it up. Um, and, uh, because once, once a buyer walks through your house, if they don't like it, they're not coming back. Right. You know, you can't call you them back one and say, shot. yeah, you can't call them back and say, Hey, we, we painted the house or we fixed that little issue that you pointed out or, yeah. you know, they're, they're done. The yeah, house. they're done. So you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're ready to go 100%, um, on, on that date. Number 11 on this uh, dozen list of uh, mistakes we should make, uh, not accommodating potential buyers. Showings. These are, we, we, we get a lot of, of, of these problems where people will list their house and we'll have people trying to come through it, come through it, and they're declining every single showing. <laughs> so it's, 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 you know. They want to sell, but they yeah, don't want, they want to sell. sell. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's frustrating sometimes where, you know, we have the, the marketing strategy in place and, you know, we've attracted a ton of buyers and, you know, they're not being allowed inside the property. So, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, it's making sure that you set up, you know, you know, I have one right now where, where they're putting the dogs in a kennel to accommodate showings right. for the first couple of weeks. So nice. stuff like that where you're, you know, you're working around to make sure that you can, you sell it. We got uh, one more. We'll take that one after the break on uh, mistakes that you should avoid when selling your house. The Hamilton Real Estate Show continues next on 900 CHML. One more time here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives from Remax Escarpments Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfie. We've gone through uh, 11 of the 12 mistakes that you should avoid when selling your house. To recap, getting emotional involved, not hiring an agent, assuming you must hire an agent, setting an unrealistic price, expecting to get your asking price, selling in winter when you have the option not to, skimping on listing photos, not being properly insured, trying to hide significant problems, not preparing your home for sale, and not accommodating potential buyers. Last on the list, signing a purchase contract with an unqualified (laughs) buyer. That's a (laughs) no-no. Yeah, this comes back to, you know... Obviously, when your house is up for sale, you don't know the specific situation of the purchaser, mm. right? You don't know you don't know their situations, so it comes down to asking the right questions. It's you know, have they been pre-approved? Do they have a house to sell? Right. Who you know, if they've been pre-approved, who are they pre-approved by? Uh, those types of questions, because there's nothing worse than than like like the states is entering into agreement of purchase and sale conditionally on finance, and that person isn't able to get the financing now. You can't, it's always going to happen. And that's the reason why you go conditional on finance, right? Mm -hmm. Even, you know, we've heard people where they get pre-approved and all of a sudden something comes up and they're not approved anymore. 
it's extremely frustrating, but that's why you have to do your homework to make sure that, that they're pre-approved by, you know, some, you know, there's something there that they've done their due diligence to ensure that they're financially capable of purchasing the property. Makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, last on the list today, the 10 best U.S. cities to buy your first home. We'll also go through a list of uh, Canadian cities in a uh, Money Sense magazine list that was uh, published uh, last April, so almost a year ago. Um, but this is according to a recent Lending Tree study, which identified the best cities for first-time home buyers in the states, where down payments are typically lower and mortgages can be easier to secure. The study ranked the 50 largest metropolitan areas in the U.S., taking into account factors like the average down payment amount, percentage of buyers with low credit scores, and percentage of homes that are affordable for middle-income buyers. So running down 10 through 1, Kansas City, Missouri at number 10, Detroit and Michigan at number 9, Louisville, Kentucky at 8. Oh, wait a minute. Yep. Back up. Oh, average down uh, down payment. I, I, I thought they had the average price. <laughs> yeah, average yeah price. so it has, yeah, average down payment amount, uh, like for Kansas City, $37,375. The average down payment percentage, yeah. 16%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Louisville, Kentucky, 8. Columbus, Ohio, 7. And number 6 is Indianapolis, Indiana. Birmingham, Alabama, number 5. Cincinnati, Ohio, number 4. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma comes in at number three, and there's a tie for number one, Cleveland, Ohio, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which isn't too far away from us. No. Uh, but the average down payment, around thirty-two or 34000 the average down payment percentage, 15%. So quite similar to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But interesting that Cleveland and Ohio, I mean, two cities probably wouldn't normally think of. A little of. bit gritty, grittier yeah, cities, blue-collar. hamilton yeah, 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 very yeah. hamilton Pittsburgh, for sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so the Canadian uh, or Canada's top cities to buy real estate in 2018, and again, this is not just for first-time homebuyers, just to buy real estate. Uh, this was issued last April, so April of 2018. Brantford is number one. I think we ended up doing a segment on this on a, uh, a show last year. Hamilton 11th, uh, with the average home price at that time, uh, this was in 2017, of 622000 mm-hmm. But that's, which I think couples in Burlington as it, well. It, it, it's, yeah, that's combined with uh, Burlington. So the average will be up high because you, you combine Burlington's right. numbers with that, yeah. And Toronto, 19th on the list. At that time, over a million bucks. And I'm not sure Burlington was on this list. No, because it was coming no, in with Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. But for first-time homebuyers, we're talking about you know those those cities in the States. Hamilton still is a good spot for first-time homebuyers? There's a lot of people that think Hamilton's still uh, undervalued and really, affordable. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and, and uh, some of the real estate... Affordable. It's still yeah, affordable. And some, a, a lot of the real estate magazines are the real estate experts. Um you know that's that's what comes out is is Hamilton still undervalued and 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 we're going to be a market that's going to continue to climb in terms of average sale price and yeah and it, overall is that because there's a big glut of homes that are you know still in the 350 370 yeah, yeah. 375 and, and, range? Then, and then and then what the progression that's going to happen in uh, in the Hamilton area with the, the I think the airport is going to be a huge factor yeah. companies are going to you know are going to want that because you know goods crossing especially I think Am- isn't Amazon does a lot of uh, does Amazon uh, transfer uh, uh, use? Uh, they're looking airport? at building a well, um, not necessarily airport, but they're looking at building a distribution kind of center in the GTA. Right. Uh, I know they've pulled out of New York City, which mm-hmm. is huge news, and they're right. second North American headquarters. But yeah, when you're talking cargo, Hamilton's airport is number one. That's it, and it's just going to grow from there. Yeah, it'll just keep growing. And we got the best restaurants in North America. That's right. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, if you are a first-time homebuyer, and there's, I know there's a lot of them listening to this program. Uh, what advice do you have for them when they are looking for places in Hamilton? Um, they, you know what, if they're starting out, East Hamilton, Central Hamilton is great. 
a great area to good, get started. Good launching pad right there. There is a great launching pad. They're going to build equity real fast yeah. there, and then they can move to the and that that move to a place where if they want to go on the Hamilton Mountain, Ancaster, right. or wherever they want to go. But those two areas are a great start right there, East mm-hmm. Hamilton and Hamilton Central. A lot of great deals out there, and uh, and they'll do well. They'll do well. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives from Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Again, online at robgolfie.com. Don't forget, Golfie gets it sold. Guys, thanks for coming in. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.